Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep as well. Follow us on Twitter at listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. And Nidhi and I are recording this episode outside, so you might hear some birds chirping in the background. It's a beautiful start of summer day, really, evening. And so the sounds of the backyard are quite relaxing, actually. There you go. So you might hear the occasional car beep as well so this is true just enjoy it as a sort of metrodome of the episode you're about to listen to we are sitting here drinking water with mint in it i have a strawberry mint in mine maybe and i have a ginger mint in mine marco so until about five minutes ago before i plucked the mint from your mint plant in your makeshift herb garden I did not know that you could have different flavors of mint planted and then infuse them in your water I mean I've always infused my water with mint but I never realized that you could have flavors of mint sure I have a strawberry mint or currently I'm drinking and it's flavoring my water very nicely I also have a ginger mint there, a mojito mint, a traditional peppermint, and I believe I have a pineapple mint as well. I saw that. For me, it was the choice between the pineapple mint and the ginger mint. I'm quite happy I went with the ginger mint. And is it flavoring your water? It is flavoring my water quite you nicely. Know, so, Nitty, uh, mint is an invasive species of plant, kind of like a weed. Did you know that? You know what? I had heard about that, that you have to be careful about planting mint because it will grow and grow and grow. So what we did, or what I did, I said to Amanda, I was like, I want to plant mint so we can just pluck it in our backyard and put it in our drinks, on our ice cream, in a mojito, you name it. And so I have a little planter that I planted several different varieties of mint in and today I said to Nidhi I said pick the mint you want and put it in your water your drink and uh, let me know what you think and then we started to talk about mint and that's when I turned on the microphone it's true and 
Marco, I have never seen mojito mint. I didn't realize that there was a particular type of mint that one would use for Keep mojito. Talking. Keep talking, because I'll grab you some so you can try Great. it on air. Perfect. So I'm a big fan of the mojito. It's one of my favorite cocktails. I know that bartenders often do not enjoy making mojitos because of the amount of time. The labor that's involved. Yes. Right? So you've plucked some mojito mint for me. Yeah. And we'll um, Just take a picture of this and put it on our Twitter. Sure. Take a, take a little sniff and a bite and see what you think oh, it of it. Does, it smells different. Yes, I, you're I, right. I feel like it's a little bit less... Um, Intense than a pure uh, a peppermint or a spearmint. Correct. I think that I think it might be a little bit less than. Me. Well, we won't take a picture of this because now we've just sort of mashed oh, yes, it up. You're right. So we're sampling it. Yeah, it has a really nice sort of subtle mint flavor. It's not as brash. Let's I think, say. Yes, you're right. So if you were having it with some rum and ice cubes and some soda, it would be enough that it would infuse the drink mm -hmm. but it you're right it's not like a spearmint or a peppermint that would overtake the drink completely right right and there and there you have it um you might hear the hum of my neighbor's uh air conditioner in the background so it's a perfect day to have mojitos i think well at the end of this episode i'll fire up some mojitos and we'll actually use some of the mint that would be great um yeah but mint is a sort of medicinal plant it's been used that way for centuries, great for digestion, often found in different sort of uh, cough uh, syrups and uh, candies and whatnot. Uh, certainly something that helps relax your tummy if you've ever had a mint tea. Mint chamomile together is also a great sort of um, tea to help you, help you fall asleep or at least get you relaxed. Marco, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. we used to go to Baskin Robbins. Okay the ice cream parlor sure and my favorite baskin robbins flavor used to be mint chocolate chip oh i love mint chocolate chip sure there was something about their mint chocolate chip though okay that i just loved and so now when i have mint chocolate chip ice cream mm -hmm. i still enjoy my mint chocolate chip ice cream regardless of whether or not it's from baskin robbins sure I feel like if I don't have green ice cream, that there's something missing. So often what will happen now is that the ice cream will be white and there'll be mint flavor. Right, right. But it's not green. Now, you've handed me the pineapple That's mint. right. I just plucked a little bit of the pineapple oh. mint. Now, this it's smells... Just smelling it. I'm going to sort of do like you would with a wine. Sure, I love it. <laughs> Sniff it first. Mint, mint talk with Nidikana here <laughs> on the Insomnia Project. Um, One thing we can describe is that it has like a little bit of uh, the outer leaf. It's like yellowish. It has a little bit of sort of a yellowy tinge I to it. I wonder how they made this. It's probably just breeding uh, different strands of mint until they get a uh, similar flavor to um, pineapple. So it's a bit of a subtle flavor. Yes, but you can definitely taste the pineapple component. So, um, but look at you with your crossbreeding of plants knowledge. Listen, Nidhi, I just plant the mint and <laughs> I allow people to enjoy the fruits of my planting. The other thing about mint is that it needs to be, um, the soil needs to be 
wet or like it needs to have a moist soil so you oh. don't want your mint to dry out so thus far i've been watering it every night when it's been pretty dry so and you can see it looks very healthy and you know what's funny is when i bought the mint i had it in the bag for a while so when i bought it home it was all limp and kind of like didn't look good at all i'm like oh no i haven't even planted the mint and it looks like it's not going to survive but now it's like like the weed that it's supposed to be it's hopefully it'll growing. flourish yeah and so when did you plant your mint garden like how many days is it was this maybe growth? maybe uh six days ago oh wow yeah yeah so yeah it's pretty impressive I think we need to take a picture of the mint garden okay as a whole we'll take a that. take a photo of the mint garden and uh then you can see as it progresses maybe later in the year we'll we'll take another one so marco you could see that I was just moving my leg because sure. my foot was asleep. Oh. Now, I hear that when your foot is asleep, it's because the blood is rushing downward? I think, and I'm no doctor, and I'm no foot doctor, and I'm certainly not a foot-falling-asleep doctor, but I believe it's because you've cut the circulation to that part of your body, so you know how your foot or sometimes your hand or arm will fall asleep? Oftentimes, it's because you're sort of leaning on, say, your wrist, or you, you're cross-legged, and somehow you've cut the circulation to that part of the body, and so when you remove the pressure pressure or... that's cutting off the circulation, and all of a sudden there's a bit of a blood flow, you get that sort of pin and needles feeling. Yes. Is that what you're feeling yes. right now? but now it's, it's going. It's subsiding. So it's interesting, these sort of like reactions the body has to certain things like the cutting cutting off of uh, circulation or like i've never had my ears pierced you've okay. had your ears pierced yes. and uh you know the sensation you get i guess when you do that i guess so i had mm. never really thought about it right. i had my ears pierced when i was a baby so. oh when you were a baby oh yeah. so you don't you I don't, don't remember recall. it i don't remember it at all but um do you have tattoos? No, I don't have a tattoo. I no. don't have a tattoo I've, either. I was talking to someone about tattoos and the different sort of styles of tattoos and what... I like the sort of classic, sort of American classic tattoos or the sailor tattoos. Uh, those kind of more sort of iconographic tattoos, not the sort of more modern day so ones. no butterflies for you? I, I don't think I'd pick a butterfly. <laughs> no. uh, because it has no particular significance to me uh but that said i think i just i just prefer the tattoos that look more let's say cartoony or classic tattoo okay. versus like the very modern tattoos or the tribal tattoos so um definitely you know if you're gonna get a tattoo make sure you research who who is the tattoo artist you want see their work and be clear and if you're going to get something tattooed in a different language make sure that you've translated it yeah i've seen correctly. a lot of sort of like you know on facebook they'll put up various tattoos that have been translated and the mistranslations of the tattoos yes. in different sort of interesting fonts and and writing styles now nitty uh you were on the news this week weren't you I was, Marco. I was on the Sunday evening news with my dog, actually. 
We've never mentioned your dog. No, on there. we so haven't. This is my first shout out to Zena. Yes, Zena. What type of dog is she? She's a Boston Terrier. Oh, very nice. She's definitely my warrior princess. Okay. Um, and I took her to a dog festival okay. on Sunday. Great. Where there were thousands of dogs, and it was a hot day. Right. And so it was a hot day. So she um so everywhere in this uh on the festival grounds they had water and they had a little bit of cooling stations for the dogs and they had this one mist station oh. where they had a bunch of hoses and water was coming out of the hoses like mist and so the dogs could just kind of go through the mist and cool down and Zena who refuses to even take a bath without throwing a dog tantrum. Right. Loved this mist. Well, I mean. And so she started to, she just sat down in the mist, essentially, and uh, there happened to be a reporter there who loved it and just started filming her and then gave me... A couple of sentences to say on air or I said a couple of sentences on air really um, and then that evening she was on the news oh, and of amazing. course all my friends and family were so impressed that she was on the news the fact that I was on the news no no comparison sure <laughs> sure um, it's amazing I remember when we were watching some oh some kids program I can't remember and my nephew's cat they took a f- photo of the cat and they put it on a little train with all other photos of different animals that kids had and they brought and the little toy train would go on the track and they would mention all the animals and we taped it and we were really excited to hear oh I wish I remember the cat's name now like Snowy <laughs> Snowy's name being it's. I know it's not Snowy I'll get some grief for that but uh, it's like and on the tracks we have Snowy from Halifax so it was quite I don't know what it is sometimes you're more impressed by seeing your your non-talking friends on the television what was the sentence you said? oh he asked me about um, coming to Wolfstock which right. was the festival <laughs> And how hot it was outside. And so I think he was the weather guy. Okay, well. So that makes sense now. Um, What do you look for in a weather person on air? Oh, that's a good question. Because a lot of weather people, you know, they can be very fun and frolicky and like uh, have good time weather people. Or there's the more serious weather people. Now, do you mean the weather person or the meteorologist? You know... See, that's a really good question. I mean, most weather people, aren't they meteorologists? I don't think so. Oh, well. I think you have to go to school and study the science of the weather. Some weather people are a bit wacky, and I'm not a big fan of that. I want my weather given to me straight. Oh, really? Just like my vodka. Just give it to me straight. No, I just like like to know the weather. I don't need a song and dance and a festival of lights and, uh, you know, like a crazy sort of like look at me and my the outfit you know that's not my thing that's not my thing yeah um so you would prefer a more serious weather statement 
I think so. I want to know tomorrow. Factual. Yep. Tomorrow's going to rain. The next day is going to be sunny. Get out your galoshes. Whatever I need to know, give it to me in the weather. And don't give me... Like, it's not about, um, you know, this weekend you're going to have splish, splash, fun. No, no. don't give me that. I'll determine my splish, fun splash, quotient. fun, or my <laughs> lack thereof. Okay, fair how enough. About, how about you, Nini? Um, I think I like, yeah, no, you're right. I like my weather just to be um, straightforward. Sure. Because I just want to know what I should be picking to wear mm-hmm. essentially that day um i do enjoy sometimes the good news stories around weather, weather. yeah that's fine I, I like that like you know also the... i i do enjoy like oddly enough not enjoy it's sure. not the right word but appreciate appreciate or i'm um fascinated by like hurricanes or these weather systems that come in and are able to wreak havoc or yeah like i'm fascinated i think fascinated is the right word um and so i will stick to the tv on those things too right right now your dog do you take your dog xena to dog parks marco i do take her to dog parks mostly because she doesn't walk otherwise okay she's not a dog that's gonna walk on a leash right so she likes to roam free i see and so what makes a good dog park like, what do you look forward? Like, what do you look for in a dog park? And what would be a dog park that you'd be like, mm, I'm not coming back here? So, for me in Toronto, uh, what I love about the dog um, parks here is that they are really dog trails. So it's funny because a lot of people say Toronto isn't a very dog-friendly city, oh. but in comparison to Montreal, I find it a very dog-friendly city. Okay. And I find that there's these beautiful off-leash trails that you can feel like you're going hiking or... Um, right. Or that you are um, kind of somewhere outside of Toronto. Okay. Um and it's great because the dogs feel like they are going to they're just in the country really um versus your traditional dog park that has more of a fenced in scenario um sure and those fen- and where it's just sort of like a pen like a play pen for dogs okay. really running free so i like dog parks where there's something for the dog to do where you can go for a walk um, rather than watching them kind of play fetch all together. Although I do enjoy the traditional dog park when it comes to allowing dogs to play together because it gives them an opportunity to kind of have some playground fun. Um, I love seeing the different sized dogs in a dog park just frolicking and enjoying themselves and rolling around and chasing one another and chasing a ball and coming to and fro to their owner and just rolling in the dirt or jumping like you see dogs in such a happy sort of uh, state especially when they're when they're interacting with both other people besides their their owners or their masters whichever you prefer and um, other species of dogs I just think it's one of the most charming sort of things that one can enjoy because I don't have a dog 
but I certainly can appreciate seeing the dog, and we'll have to put a picture of Zena up uh, on our on our Twitter. And they're they're on, on perfect cue. You can hear some dogs having fun. It's true. It's like the they knew we were talking about dogs. It's almost like cue the dogs, and there they go. Um, so you've never had a dog, Marco? Oh, my folks have had dogs. Okay. Yeah, so we considered them our dogs, but. Um, would you ever want to get one? I think I would. I just want to make sure that I have the time to spend with the dog sure. that I'm not uh, in. Like, you know, I want to make sure that if I should get a dog that I would be able to really love and take care of that dog and be able to take it for walks and I have the time for it. So at this point, no dog, but who knows what the future will, will hold with regards to that. I used to have a lot of fish. I used to have... Uh, Aquariums. Uh, when I was younger, I think we discussed uh, me being wanting to be a fisherman and then a uh, oceanographer. But I had my pet as a child was often fish. I remember you talking about this a couple of episodes ago. And there's quite a bit of upkeep when you have aquariums. I don't know if you're familiar, if you're aware of that. I'm not. No. You know, there's Tell me more. Uh, there's like, you know, algae will. Um, start to adhere to the side of the tank and so you have to use different uh, methods to remove it Uh, there are like different types of liquid you can put in the tank to help reduce algae or you at one point I had a almost like a blade that would scrape the inside of the glass that would remove the algae you can get different fish that like to feed off the algae and then there's a pump and a filter filtration system that you can have with different types of um, charcoal. So what was the biggest mistake you ever made with the aquarium? Whether whether it was cleaning the aquarium and resulted in in something or um, buying the wrong type of algae, I don't know. I, I never bought algae. I'd buy maybe some seaweed or whatnot. Oh, sorry. No, it's all right. Um, but I guess the biggest mistakes were m- ensuring that the species of fish you had in the tank were compatible. Oh, so they wouldn't eat each other. Exactly. So oftentimes I'd buy fish and I'd, I would put them in the tank with other fish and then a couple of days later one would be bitten and then eaten. Yeah, so that would happen sometimes. And then... So that was never pleasant. No. Some fish would jump. So when you're cleaning the tank, they would sort of jump their way out of the tank. You oh. know? So you'd be like, where's... what?" And then you see the fish on the floor and you'd have to scoop them back up and put them into the tank. So oh, wow. that was always a challenge. But um, more often than not, I was pretty educated with what to do with tanks. So I would ask the people in the stores or I would read up on it. And so I always had really lovely aquariums that had fish that really kind of thrived and just watching like in particular I, I, I grew to really like angelfish and watching them because they're kind of slow movers and they mm-hmm. have sort of an elegant sort of way about them and they sort of glide in the water and they're very majestic uh, as I got older versus you know the fun looking or brightly wacky colored ones. wacky fish that I would enjoy so, more as a kid but they wouldn't last as long because right. they were small and sometimes they get sucked into the filter too oh, so you, yeah so <laughs> no I think I think an aquarium is a very dangerous place <laughs> yes, for certain fish like. in particular if you know seven-year-old is <laughs> the, the, the master. master of your fate right 
Well, so <clears throat> when you watched the movie Finding Nemo, yes, did you think, hey, was this like what my fish were like? Oh, in you know that aquarium. No, you know why I didn't think that because those were um, saltwater fish. Oh, and right. And so they're. To have a saltwater aquarium requires a great deal of knowledge, upkeep, and it's it's quite ex- expensive. So I always had freshwater fish. Okay. And I've always dreamed of having a saltwater aquarium, but I was always discouraged. Every time I would be like, okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I was discouraged by people saying, oh, you know, it's so expensive and it's so precarious and you have to be on it every day and whatnot. So I was always sort of frightened away from from saltwater uh, aquariums and tanks so I think the future will have me exploring that I, I would want to be very careful that I'm not using or I'm not uh, purchasing fish that are like you know endangered or precarious or, or not caught in the proper sort of way and I would want to make sure that my my tank was ecologically friendly and whatnot. And so there's all those things as well with regards to aquarium upkeep. But, you know, I love going to, say, a doctor or dentist's office and they have those big aquariums. I know that there's a movie theater that has this huge aquarium with all these beautiful fish and just watching the different shrimp and whatnot bounce about. I could just. Of course, there's the Ripley's Aquarium, too. I have yet to be there. You have not gone to the Ripley's I have not gone there. They never responded to our sort of shout out to them on. I know. So until they do, I shall not venture in there. In protest, in silent protest. No, I do want to go to the. I hear it's absolutely gorgeous. It is. But I can see. for some reason I can see you with a large saltwater aquarium behind mm. you and I can see you be some sort of Bond villain with it. I don't know why I associate saltwater well, aquariums with a villain or Bond villain. Well, for the longest time, like, you know, they would have sharks in these aquariums that's and that's true. how they get rid of the bad guys. But, you know, it's funny because I have a real uh, love for sharks in particular because they're so... Um, their plight is so precarious right now with mm. the sort of finning of sharks and whatnot. So I have a real love for sharks. You know, for the longest time, thanks to movies like Jaws, people were so afraid of sharks and afraid of getting into the water. But in actuality, you know, you, you're much more likely to be like hit by a car when you cross the street than bitten by a shark. And they really are important animals in the oceans. And, of course. Uh, they are beautiful to look at. They're really quite a stunning, beautiful um, animal that really kind of glides and, and is the master of the ocean. And if we took more of a respectful sort of look at sharks, I think, and, you know, give them the respect that they deserve and the esteem that they deserve, I think um, their plight would be much better. So I say try to change your perception on sharks if you're afraid of them. And try to find your inner love for one of those majestic creatures like the shark. Well, and with that, Marco, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Insomnia Project. This is our first that we've recorded outside, so we hope you enjoyed the sounds of of, of my neighborhood there here. There was quite a tapestry of sound you know. behind us, so um, it was quite an arc of, of sounds, but... Um, 
thank you all for listening and we as always are uh happy to hear from you on twitter at listen and sleep as always we're produced by drumcast productions and today's episode was recorded in my backyard in toronto